Hi, my name's Aubrey. And my name is Scarlett. We're the co-hosts of the podcast, The Bee's Neat. What do we do here, Scarlett? We explore the his mysteries and history of the world. That's right. And how are you doing today, Rookie Duke? Good. Nice. It's Memorial Day weekend for us, but it probably won't be Memorial Day weekend when this gets published, so... Happy late Memorial Day from us to you. So, Scarlett, are you excited that school's almost over? Yes! What are you going to do with your summer? We're going to go boating, and we're not going on any vacations. We're going to probably see the fireworks and stuff. No vacations, though? No vacations. Why not? Um, cause we're going to Disney World September. Without me? With you. Are you sure? Yeah. Okay, good. Well, it's the beginning of the show. You know what that means. What do you got for me, Real? What is our fun fact of the day? So did you know that men get the hip? cups more than women do but it's the other way around when you're a child do you know why no is it just the way like the body matures or something i think <laughs> that was ironic well let's hope i don't have the hiccups for the rest of the show you cursed me with hiccups sorry i don't think you're really sorry Alright, Scarlet. So, for people who might be new to the show, why don't you tell them what's going on, what's going to happen? So, we have this fortune teller, and it says something around the edges, like, um, one time we had farm animals, cow, pig, horse, and the other one was like a donkey or something. Um, we mix it up every time. Yeah. It's always something different. So then there's numbers. So I pick one. Um, she spells that. There's numbers. I pick a number. She counts that number. Then I pick another number. She opens the flap and sees what we're going to talk about. And what do you think our options are for today? I'm just going to show you. Natexan. Natexan. Or Natexan. I don't know for sure how it's pronounced because I don't speak German. But yes, that's our first one. Okay. What is that? Wooly Mammoth. Salvador Dali. Giza Pyramid. Okay. Let's see the options around the edges. And what are all of these? What do these have to do with? You look very confused. Square root? Yes. Five equals pi? That's not a five. Oh. <laughs> These are all math related things. Like we have a square root. Or that symbol is a symbol for pi. And the theory of relativity, which I have. E equals mc2. 
mc squared. Oh. Do you know what this is at least? Right angles. Do you know about angles yet or no? Kind of. Okay. Well, now we know. We're stepping it up, making things a little harder for you this time around. Oh no. Oh no. Ah, did I make it? Is it too bad? It's too big. We're gonna have to set it on fire. Set it on fire, throw it away. We have a little guest with us today. It's a loony, she's very cute. Pick mm -hmm. your math thing. We'll do some math. I'm going with this. Albert Einstein. The theory of relativity? Mm-hmm. E equals mc squared. Pick a number. Eight. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Pick another number. Four. One, two, three, four. Seven. Can I get a drum roll? I'm so excited! It's the Giza. No, it's the Nautixon. Yes! I'm really, really excited because I really love... Oh, it's gonna be so good, you don't even know. So, tell me what you know about World War II. Well, a lot of people died. Yes. And no, that was the Vietnam War. Um, it was the second big world war. That's why they called it World World War Two. Um, I've got a book about it, and I haven't read that much about it, but. I don't know much else. Okay. Well, World War II took place. I'm just going to give you a quick shakedown of World War II. We're not going to get too graphic because no. you are a child and it can get pretty graphic. But anyway, so in World War II, a little, well, I don't know if he was little, but a dude who is awful yeah. but very charismatic and very good at his job built the Audubon and made a lot of jobs for Germany the end I'm just kidding that that's not the end but Adolf Hitler was responsible for building the Audubon do you know what the Audubon is uh, it's an automatic bomb <laughs> no no. no. <laughs> I don't know anything about it. The Audubon is a road. Like a oh, really road. big freeway kind of road in Germany. And a road. Yes. We're it, talking about a road. Yes. The Audubon is a road. It's a really big road and there's no speed limit. You can go as fast as you want. You can go like 120 miles an hour and you won't get pulled over. What the heck? That's a terrible road. Actually, there are very few accidents on that road because people are not stupid. 
I mean, I'm sure there are accidents, but... Not that many. No, because people drive safe. And they stay out of the way if they have to. But anyway... Okay. Back to the story. Yeah. We're done with our fun fact about the Audubon. Uh, Hitler took over... Well, is... Ugh. There's so many things, and I want to say all of them, but I'm not going to, because then you have to go back to when he burned everything down, and when he took over everything and made, like, the Nazi party the only party in Germany, and a bunch of stuff. Plus, we've got, we are in crunch time right now. Yes, we're in crunch time. But, no, I'm not gonna, I could go on a whole World War II lecture because I love World War II history. I find it fascinating and macabre and horrible. But also, like, really... I just like it, okay? Don't don't judge me. Don't look at me like that. Um, so... The Natexan don't really come into play af- until after Hitler invaded, like, most of Europe. He started with, like... Yeah. I want to say he started with Poland. I don't think... He might have started somewhere else. I just know that, like, Poland was where, like, everything started getting real. And then he, like, Mm -hmm. invaded the Netherlands, and he invaded France, and he invaded all kinds of places. Another fun fact, uh, when Hitler invaded France, he went to Paris, and he wanted to disconnect a radio signal that was up at the top of the Eiffel Tower because it was jamming German transmissions and making things, you know, difficult for them. Um, And the rebellion in Paris, before he got to the city, they went up to the Eiffel Tower and they cut the cords to the elevator because... If Hitler was going to win and he was going to disconnect their signal, he was going to have to climb all those stairs to do it. And it was just really, really petty and just just great. I loved That's it. That's great. I love it. And yeah, because Hitler wasn't that great. I wrote, I read a book about Albert Einstein and Hitler was like his worst enemy of me. Well, Albert Einstein was... Jewish, and Hitler basically wanted to kill all the Jews. Yeah, which is kind of ironic because he was part Jewish. But what the? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gosh. But anyway, so the Notexen don't really come into play until after you know Germany has invaded a lot of these countries yeah. and. The non-Texan are actually from Russia. And I know a lot of people have thought, like, Russia and Germany were, like, BFFs for the whole thing. And, no, they they weren't at all. Uh, But Russia had a no-conflict agreement with Germany. So they had made an agreement that 
Look, just leave us alone. We will mind our own business. We're not going to fight you. Like, basically, don't do whatever you want. Just leave me out of it kind of thing. Yeah. And because of that, a lot of people think, oh, Russia was just with Germany. They weren't ever with Germany. And because Hitler had taken over the vast majority of Europe at this point, uh, he made a really stupid decision. What? Do you know what Napoleon did with Russia that totally screwed him over? I know a little bit about it. Well, Hitler did basically the same thing that Napoleon did, and they went to war with Russia. Well, Germany didn't really go to war with them. They wanted to take over some of Russia because we need to expand. We need more room for these people. And their first idea was Russian tundra. I mean, you do you, I guess. But, I mean, Russian tundras seem cold and terrible to me. I mean, you can live there, but at the same time, it's like really cold and not great for people. Yeah. But anyway, so not my topic. Hitler invaded Russia mm-hmm. and it wasn't going very good because Russian winter happened uh-huh. and a lot of Germans died. And honestly, we probably would have lost World War 2 had Hitler not been stupid and done this. So, yeah. naturally... I'm glad Hitler did that. <laughs> okay, well, naturally, Hitler was just, like... Giving us... Giving us what? Giving us... Win- letting us win the war. Um, sure? Kind of. Anyway, so Hitler... Uh... I just totally had a brain fart, but where was I? So, a lot of the German troops are, like, dying in Russia because it's freezing and they don't have enough supplies. And so, before they can push in and invade into Moscow, they get just slaughtered not just by the Russian forces but also because it's really cold in Russia like a lot like you know winter here yeah it's cold but it's not Russian winter is much worse did you just break the cat's toy it was already broken you're full of crap you broke it didn't you no then where's the other piece I don't know I can't see it from here Stop getting the child excited. We're supposed to be having a serious discussion here about German warfare. Yeah. So, German invaded Russia. And it really, really pissed them off. Because they had the no-conflict agreement. So, Russia goes from being a neutral party, being like Switzerland is in the World Mm -hmm. War, to being like okay, you gotta die now. Because 
we Russia is big. I don't know if you're aware, but Russia's big. Russia is huge. They have like China. No, China is a completely different country. Mm-hmm. Russia isn't part of China. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Just just let me talk. Okay. So Russia um actually uh they discovered that they made a huge mistake by bringing Russia into everything because there were actually more Russian soldiers than Hitler had bullets. Oh my god. Yeah, so it was not a good idea. It was a bad plan. That's a terrible idea. So Russia at the like end of everything because they are they were just like you messed with our no conflict agreement, so we have conflict with you now. Oh my so gosh. I mean what what would you expect? I mean I don't know. Maybe like war. <laughs> Maybe like war, yeah. So Russia started in to the war effort. Mm-hmm. And they joined the Allies because Russia did really not a good idea. Russia was not Russia was stupid. Hitler was stupid. And this is where our subject matter comes in. So, the Nazexen is the German nickname for the 588th Night Bomber Regiment. Wow. Also better known as the Nutexen. I wrote a how to pronounce it in, and I was right. It's Nutexen. I did good. Good for me. Anyway, so they were actually one of the Soviet Unions. The Soviet Union is what Russia used to be called. Okay. Okay, just so you know. So for future reference, when I say Soviet Union, I mean Russia back during World War II. Okay. So these guys were like really important in helping Russia win the war with us. And the planes that made up the regiment were actually really outdated plywood mm-hmm. biplanes. Like have you seen a plane? Yeah. What are they made out of? Metal. Not their planes. Their planes are made out of plywood. Plywood planes. They would die. No. Anyway, um, the planes weren't made for compact. Compact. The planes weren't made for combat and have been described as quote-unquote coffins with wings. They didn't offer any protection from the elements and they were primarily used for training. These planes were flown at night in Russian winter and the plane could get cold and these planes could get so cold that just touching them could tear off bare skin. And when I say bare skin, I mean B-A-R-E, not like the animal, a bare skin. Mm-hmm. I got it. Are you sure? Mm-hmm. So what do you think? Uh, that is crazy. 
Yeah, well, the Soviet Union was actually not super excited about the 588th Bomber Regiment even being a thing. Uh, but, you know, they changed their mind when the Germans launched Operation Barbosa. And Operation Barbosa is what the op was called when Hitler tried to invade Moscow. Like, you know, the whole spiel I just gave you about why it's a really stupid idea to invade Russia in winter. Well, based off of what you know about them so far, what do you think of them? They're okay. They're okay? They're okay. They are the most highly decorated people from the Russian Air Force with that. And they didn't even ride in proper metal planes. Their planes were made out of plywood. And they're just okay. I mean, they're good that they rode in those plywood planes. I would never ride in one of those. Well, if you want to hear a little something about their missions, uh... Their missions were actually pretty dangerous. Every night, about 40 planes, each crewed by two people, a pilot and a navigator, would fly eight or so missions. And they can only carry two bombs with them, as opposed to significantly more than that. Two bombs. Mm Mm-hmm. But they actually had a higher rate of success than the bigger, fancier, more expensive bombs. Because with their crappy plywood planes, they were a lot quieter, so they could sneak up a lot better. As opposed to... American planes. No, the the other planes were... They were still Russian. They were just, you know, up to date. Like, look... I'm going to show you this picture. That is a picture of a normal bomber that was used by the Russians. By most... Russians. By most of the bombing battalions. And then this is what the Natexan had to drive in. There isn't even, like, glass to cover their face. There's nothing. It's just open air in Russian winter. And they did it every night. Oh, my gosh. But do and you, nights are even colder. Yep. But do you want to know why I love these people so much? Why? Because they were one of the first three all-female Air Force unions, units in the Soviet Union. Wow. So they were all-female. And Natexin is actually German for night bitches. So people might have heard of them more as night witches. But I wanted you to be surprised because they're all women. So that's why I decided to go with Natexin instead. Not night witches. Did you think that they were going to be all women? I mean, no. I thought, like, 
because usually planes are mostly only there was only there was only a couple planes that were flown by women in World War Two. Mm-hmm. Well, the reason that the Nazis gave them the nickname the Natexan or the Night Witches is because of the whooshing noise that their wooden planes made. And they said it would resemble the, a broom. And it was the only warning that the Germans had before they dropped bombs on them. As opposed to a really loud plane engine coming in like... <laughs> instead of just like... <laughs> so that's why they called them that. Now, I don't know how much you know about World War Two and women and everything like that, but for most people, they would consider a woman's place in the war to be... I don't know, to serve as, like, a nurse or something like that. But people weren't always fond of women serving in combat. But, you know, some people just wanted to. Yep. I mean, there's still women who want to, but... Uh, so, the person who was responsible for women being able to fight with the Soviet Air Force was named Marina Roskova, and she was the first female navigator in the Soviet Air Force. So, Marina, uh, she sent a request to Joseph Stalin, and she asked him if she could form an all-female regiment because of all of the letters she kept getting from other women. And a lot of these women had either lost loved ones in the war or they just wanted to do more to help. And women were allowed to fly planes in the Air Force, but not in combat. They were allowed to transfer planes and ammunition in the Soviet Air Force, but they weren't allowed into combat before Marina started the force. And... Marina Ruskova, just so you have a little more history on her, because I think she's really cool. Uh, Marina joined the Shokovsky Aviation Academy. I don't know if I'm saying that right, because it's a really very Russian word, and I don't speak Russian at all. What? Shukovsky. I'm going to say it's Shukovsky. I'm pretty sure that's it. So, anyway... Marina Roskova joined the Shukovsky, uh, Shukovsky Aviation Academy when she was 19 years old. Wow. She was the first woman in the USSR, which is another word for Russia back in the day, whatever. And she was the first woman who passed the aviation navigator exam. And by the time she was 25 years old... She had been awarded the Golden Star of a Soviet Hero. Wow. Yeah. And uh, Marina Roskova died on January 4th, 1943, about a year and a half before the war ended at the age of 30 while she was trying to make a forced landing. So she didn't get to see the end of the war sadly enough but she was a 
she's a really cool lady. I mean, I like her a lot. Wow. She's pretty. She is pretty. And she's awesome, too. So, um, I'm just about that. I'm gonna go a little more into the differences between the, you know, most other bomber planes and the Night Witches bomber planes, because there's a lot of differences, and none of them are a lot of fun. So, most bomber planes. Uh, they had planes of glass shields protecting them from the elements, like from rain and snow and stuff like that. I think I mentioned that briefly before. But the crop dusters that the night witches flew could only... They were made out of plywood and canvas. There was no cover. There is nothing protecting them from rain or snow or anything like that. So, so it just would snow in the plane? Yep, basically. And the crop dusters could only carry two bombs at a time. And a heavy bomber could carry about 2,000 pounds. So, yeah, that's a big difference. But despite the bigger bombers being able to carry more, like I said, the night witches had a higher success rate. So, it's... Their planes didn't show up on the radar radar because they were too small, and they didn't use radios, so radio locators couldn't find them. Well, well, if they're just made of plywood, why would they have radios? I don't know why they didn't have radios, but, you know, it's a good thing. Yeah, it kind of is. Yeah. And, you know, there were other struggles with that as well so um there was a woman with the night witches named nadia popova and she once flew 18 bombings in a single night and you know the multiple flying the multiple trips was necessary because like i said the crop dusters could only carry two bombs at a time And they didn't get their own uniforms. Their uniforms were hand-me-downs from male pilots. And they didn't even get their own boots. So they had to stuff their boots with pieces of bedding so that they would fit. And they wouldn't fly off. And like I said, they didn't have radios or radar in their planes. So instead they used flashlights, maps, pencils, stopwatches, and compasses. The radios, radar, and even parachutes were considered to be a quote-unquote luxury that couldn't be spared for the women. It was very, a very sexist time. And, uh, the woman who I mentioned before, Nadia Popova, she said, when the wind is strong, it would toss your plane. In winter, when you looked out to see your target better, you got frostbite. Our feet froze in our boots, but we carried on flying. Once, Anadia Popova counted the bullet holes after a single flight and counted 42. On top of that, 
the women had a lot of other issues they had to deal with. A lot of men didn't like the fact that women were flying as bombers, so they had to deal with a lot of harassment for that. And you can read into that in any way you want, and you will probably be correct, but I won't go into that because this show is family-friendly. Yep. Why would they think that they had special injections? I don't know. Because, like I said, it was a sexist, stupid time. I mean, who would think people would have special injections to go fly a plane and bomb things? So that they could see in the dark. Oh my gosh. I know, it's ridiculous, right? They deserved better. They did. Well, I think, like I said... That's all that we have for you today. The Germans thought that the Night Witches were so successful for either one of two reasons. That they were either criminals who had mastered stealing and had been sent to the front lines as punishment. Or they have been given special... Mind you, this is all real. This is, like, not a joke. They actually thought this. Um... So, they also thought that maybe they had been given special injections that allowed them to see in the dark. And that's not a joke. That's, <laughs> that's true. Instead of thinking that these women were capable of being good at men's stuff, the scandal of it all... No, they had to have special injections. Special injections. Yes, because this is the Marvel canon universe. Oh. It's kind of sad. But not as sad as our ending note. So, despite the fact that these women were the most highly decorated unit in the Soviet Air Force during the war... The Night Witches Regiment was disbanded six months after the end of World War II. And when it came to the big Victory Day parade in Moscow, like to celebrate that the war was over, they weren't included because their planes were quote-unquote too slow, which I think is just bogus and just rude and awful and super disrespectful. But these women are amazing and they are fascinating and yeah if you want to know more about them there are a couple of books written about them mostly for the adult listeners uh but yeah just google night witches and you'll be able to find them and yeah i think that is all we have for you today what do you think of that scarlet any final notes? That was just sad. And and why would they think that they had special injections? I don't know. Because, like I said, it was a sexist, stupid time. I mean, who would think people would have special injections to go fly a plane and bomb things? So that they could see in the dark. 
I know, it's ridiculous, right? They deserve better. They did. Well, I think, like I said, that's all that we have for you today. What, do you have any final words of wisdom about our night, Witches Scarlet? No. No? Okay, well, that's fine, I guess. We're gonna draw it to a close, I guess. So, thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you want to listen more with us, we are on basically all of the listening platforms. You can find us on Anchor, or you can find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and all the things. If you want to follow us a little more closely, you can check out our Facebook page or go to our Instagram handle, the Bee's Niece Podcast. B spelled B. So T H E B S N I E C E P O D C A S T. And that's our Instagram handle. And yeah, give us a listen. And. We'll talk to you next time. Keep on buzzing.